So Luke, uh, obviously we just had some problems with recordings and fortunately yeah, we, hadn't, we hadn't really finished it. We'd actually only been talking for half an hour. That's not very long, is it, Luke? Um, it's not. But in that time, uh, we said a few things. So let's just quickly go through those things as fast as possible. Number one, we are on iTunes now. However, while we're on iTunes, uh, we can only upload three episodes a month to iTunes because there's not enough space on the thing we're on. Isn't that weird, Luke? That, you, know, you, can't, yeah, you can't have enough space on, on podcasts, even though podcasts are such a huge thing and audio doesn't really require that much space. And YouTube, you know, YouTube requires audio and visuals. And yet, you, you know, you can't have unlimited space on YouTube. I mean, you can. Russian at Luke, now it's a disaster. Uh, you can have unlimited space on YouTube, but you can't have unlimited space on podcast sites. It makes no sense. Also, Luke, the thing that you were going to talk about. Yeah, it's our 50th um, Slack and Reply podcast. So there's... Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to do the intro now. Are you ready for this, Luke? Yeah, let's go. Back up, chump. You know Biggie Small rips it quick. It kicks it quick. You know how black niggas get. With the hoods for teens, with the boots with trees. Make it crazy, jeans. Hitting buckshots at niggas that open spots on the avenue. Take my loot and I'm bagging. Pippin' hoes that drive bobos and rodeos. Flash the roll, make a wet in their pantyhose. Damn, a nigga style is a orthodox grip the clock. When I walk down the crowded blocks. Just in case a nigga wanna act out, I just black out. Blow the motherfucking back out. That's a real nigga for you. Hello and welcome to Selection Reflect, the movie review podcast where we look at films that are currently relatively recent in the cinema and see if they still hold up on a second watch. This week we are going to be continuing our DC Ember uh, with our last ever installment in DC Ember, which means it's the last time we can ever do that pun. And we're going to be looking at Justice League, where it all comes together. And Luke, why don't you tell us a thing or two about Justice League? You know what, I just realized it's going to be absolutely hilarious when I guess the, uh, guess the box office. I know, let's go though. Uh, so Justice League is a 2017 American superhero film based on the DC Comics superhero team of the same name. It is a follow-up to the 2016 Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice film and the fifth installment in the DC Extended Universe. It is directed by Zack Snyder, and the screenplay is by Chris Terrio and Josh Whedon. It stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoma, uh, Ray Fisher, Amy Adams, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, and J.K. Simmons. It was released on the 20, sorry, on November 17th, 2017. Michael, guess the budget. Well, Luke, uh, I think that this probably uh, even more money than... Uh the the Batman v Superman because of all the reshoots. The reshoots were added to the budget. For that reason, I'm going to guess it, it cost $300 million. Wow, Michael, you are exactly correct. What a great guess. Well done. I guess that was a tribute to Zack Snyder's uh, 300 movie, eh? <laughs> yes. Uh, it sounds so spontaneous now. <laughs> what did it make at the box office? Uh, I think it made... Um, you know what the funny thing is? I actually still can't quite remember. Uh, I think it made about $650 million, which, of course, I imagine would be much less because people no longer have faith in these DC films because they're shit. Yes, uh, $657 million, to be precise, Michael, and it had a break-even point of $715 million. That means it that lost money. Movie, yeah, it was a box office bomb, and it lost the studio approximately $60 million, while also making it the lowest overall gross of the DCEU. Wow, you know what they wow. really—they—they—you they, they, know what they should have done, Luke. They should have made money from it. That would have been a good trick. Um, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, but for some reason they made an absolute failure. Speaking of which, Luke, did you like this film? I <laughs> uh, can't say I did, Michael. No. Can't say I did. Me neither. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, do we do? I always guess. Do we do plot next or nitpicks next? Yeah, well, the, well, the plot's relatively yes, simple. Exactly, Michael. So. I'll, I'll just go for it. So basically, there's this bad guy called Steppenwolf, and he doesn't like people living. So what he's going to do is he's going to come to Earth. He's going to try and destroy it by collecting these mother boxes, and the Justice League are going to stop him. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's yep. really simple. Uh, and they got to revive Superman. I tell you what, Luke, it's a good thing I the, the cool accidentally ended. I think it was me who accidentally ended it uh, because. I was using Alt-Tab to switch between the different tabs. I don't know if you know you can do that, Luke, but if you press Alt and then Tab, switch between tabs. But I have a feeling that if you just press Tab on its own, it ends the Skype call. And I know that now. But it's a good thing I did that, because otherwise we could be, we could have finished the whole discussion anyway. Um, so, yeah, nitpicks. Yeah, we got lucky. Okay, nitpicks. Uh, how, how many, many have you got? I've got two, and I've got two litpicks. Oh, you're still going to do that, aren't you? Yeah, well, annoyingly, your responses, you found the, one of them really funny, and your, your laugh's not going to be as sincere. You have to work on a really good fake laugh. I'll try. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll try. So you do your two nitpicks first. All right, my two nitpicks are, number one, uh, the, the mustache. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, it was the fakest thing in the world. Um, and it just... I mean, what they should have done, Luke, if we're honest, is they should have actually CG'd a mustache onto the scenes where he didn't have a mustache. Because that way... Um, it would have, like, it's, I imagine it's much easier to CG a mustache on than to CG a mustache off, because if you CG a mustache on, it's basically just like sticking a little fake mustache on someone with a computer. But if you take it off, I mean, that's giving someone fake skin on top of a mustache. That's really weird to imagine. Yeah. It would be a bit like, point. here's my analogy, it could be like if you wanted to pretend to be bold. So you spray painted, like, skin colored paint all over your hair. Do you think mm. that would be a sensible thing to do, Luke? No, I don't. Exactly. No. Um, it just it just sums up the whole DCEU exactly. that just one thing. Yeah, it has a fucking CGI Superman's mustache often. It is. It's uh, like yeah. a little joke. It kind of feels like something that would happen in a comedy where like something terrible has happened and they come up with a ridiculous solution to it, and it kind of like smash cuts to a shot of them doing that stupid thing. And yeah, it is laughs. something like what happened in yeah. Arrested Development. I, I was thinking of, of yeah. the popular film Little Miss Sunshine, where they steal the dead granddad's corpse from the hospital. Oh. Okay, I wasn't thinking that. Anyway, uh, and then number number two, and this one was boring the first time, Luke. So basically, the bomb was supposed to destroy four blocks. However, when she throws this it in the, the air... This is the Wonder Woman bomb, yeah. Yeah, when she throws it in the air, it doesn't... It, the, 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 the radius of the bomb, if it was capable of destroying four blocks, should have still killed everyone. Of course, it didn't mm. sound as boring then, because I said it really fast. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I disagree with that, yeah. Michael. But but what are your what are your four... <laughs> what are your... <laughs> It's so it's so inorganic because anyway, what are your four nitpicks, Luke? So my four nitpicks. So is Wonder Woman the Flash now, Michael? Um, same thing from, from your scene. Uh, basically, Wonder Woman magically, well, I guess magically maybe the wrong word, but she manages to block all these bullets, and she goes really fast. And it's like I didn't know she had this power. She didn't have it in the first Wonder Woman. Like has she got it now? Is she is she rapid? Like hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, what do you think's the reason for it, Michael? I think the problem is that you know you can't have you can't have an ability but not be able to move it. That would be a bit like obviously we know that Russia. One of Russia's historical problems has been that they have a lot of manpower, but they're not very good at mobilizing their army. Uh, so you know that's why they always they always are really shit at the beginning of war. They can't mobilize their army, and then eventually they're like, okay, we've got enough horses now, we can get our army together. Basically, um, that's Wonder Woman. She has to mobilize her power. Um, so, like, maybe... See, here's what I think, okay. Wonder Woman, she's a bit like Captain America, in that she's not, like, so OP, but she's a bit OP. So maybe she can actually, like, work out and become better at things. 
So obviously Superman, the idea of working out for Superman is just ridiculous. Like Superman's not going to work out. Cause that would just be mental. Um, he'd be like, you know, curling planets. But uh, Wonder Woman, like maybe she's hitting the treadmill. Maybe there was like a point where she was like, okay, shit, you know, Superman, he's really fast. I'm going to hit the treadmill. And maybe that's why she actually yeah. put in work. That would maybe. be good. I'd like to see a little Rocky montage with um, Gal Gadot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, next up, the Steppenwolf CGI is just awful. Like, we'll talk about his character later. Yeah. But you the know CGI... what? They should have covered him up with a big fake mustache. <laughs> it would have looked better, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, the CGI is just terrible. There's a lot of CGI in general in this film, but that really was bad. It looks like a, uh, a character from a video game in the mid 2000s. Yeah, exactly. The PlayStation 2 era. Yeah, right. Uh, that era. Yeah. Um, I think that would be. You know what, actually? Okay. Remember Pixels and how it was all about, like, video games from the 80s taking over? Yeah. What if you had, like, and obviously it's, like, obviously Pixels because you can see the Pixels. I'm looking forward to the Uncanny Valley film where a load of, like, you know, in the future, a load of uh, characters from the PlayStation 2 era take over. So you get, like, Crash Bandicoot running around <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, that doesn't look quite convincing, but slightly more convincing than Pac Man. Oh, what was that one beginning with R? It was like Rock. Ah, oh, this character on PlayStation Two. Rocco the the Rocky Rockman. It was like Raccoon something. I'll, I'll look it up later. Rocky Raccoon. I feel like Rocky no, Raccoon. It wasn't Rocky Raccoon. Oh, you think of Rocky Road? That's a that's a thing. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not thinking of Rocky Road. Anyway, do you have any more nitpicks? I've... Yeah. Okay. What, uh, last one. Couple more. Uh, no, have. just two more. Oh, I thought you had um, one more. Uh, next one, the Mother Box. Oh yeah. Uh, now a lot of people don't know this, Luke, but box can be a slang for um, for a vagina. It can be, um, mm. and therefore that would be what people would think it was standing for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, like they could have just called it the mother cube. They could have called they it the hypercube. To... Yeah, they have. They could have called it the tesseract. Yeah. But they had to go with the mother box, which is just a very, a very See, funny yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised one of the characters didn't make a joke about that, Michael. I'm surprised the Flash didn't make a joke about it. He could have yeah. said. What did you say about my mother's box? And then everyone could go, isn't your mother dead? <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my next one. How did Aquan know where the rest of the Justice League were when they were in Gotham Harbor? Uh, he heard the vibrations through the water. Did he? And um, I had a similar issue with how Superman oh, yeah, got Superman, there. Yeah, yeah but, um, but of course, we established that he also heard the vibrations through the air. Because Superman, his thing is the air. Aquaman's thing is the water. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that's the thing. Superman could. I'm not surprised that Superman managed to go to Russia to save all them people because he's Superman. But Aquaman's just like a ship beside him. Like, how did he manage to do to do that? Uh, you know what? I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so you know how Poseidon basically is like the sea. I assume. I mean, I'm not. An, I'm not a massive Poseidon expert. You know, I, I kind of. I know I pretend I am, but I'm not like the world's biggest Poseidon expert. Yeah, I've uh, been called out on that many times. Yeah, but like, as far as I understand, Poseidon is the sea. You know, um, he is kind of like the way that people say, like, God is the universe. Poseidon is the sea, um, and therefore he can just automatically materialize out of nothing. That's my. That's my theory. Mm. I can't completely confirm that that is true, but I just feel like it's true deep down in my heart. Um, and if that is yeah. true, then maybe he can just automatically. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be neat. Like, wouldn't that make him like so much cooler? Do you know how Electro could just become lightning and then become a human? Are you, are you saying like Electro? Yeah, that I'm, was a cool, good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm pos. <laughs> I'm saying I'm appealing to Electro from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two as a good example of a superhero. So what they should have had is Aquaman should have like turned into a little spurt of water and then materialized as Aquaman on the other side of the room. Like that's how he should have traveled, just turned into water. 
like a little puddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be great. Anyway, is that is that all your nitpicks? Yeah, that's all my nitpicks. Okay, now we come on to my lit picks. Um, and my first one, Luke, is that this film was <laughs> uh, two hours. Uh, now, unfortunately, the, the audience is never going to be able to hear your reaction to that in the in the first case because it was, of course, very funny that that would be one of my compliments. Isn't it, it? That, that is an intrinsically very funny thing, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, it was funny because it's true. Like, we have just sat through a three-hour Batman v Superman movie the other weekend. The original Man of Steel was like two and a half hours. So it was a welcome relief that this was a normal two-hour movie. And you... That, it, it did make me laugh when you said Batman. Yes, I know. Just a shame you can't replicate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is, we're just not very good actors. I think that's the problem. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Now is the winter of our discontent. I'll have you know, I performed uh, in one of my friends. Um, so my friend did like a media thing for A level or whatever. I don't know exactly what it was, but I uh, performed in one of his mini movies. Really? Uh, did you, yeah, did you I, play a scouser? No, nah, actually, I was a Scottish detective. I want to say. That's that's a good good accent. Yeah. Oh, great, man. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, Thank you. So, you what's like, your other oh, lip? Looks like there's a problem here. I can't. Jesus I can't Christ. do Scottish. Is actually, I think, like, I'm not good at any accent, but I think of all the accents in the world, the one I'm worse at is Scottish. Do you bleed? Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other one is, I really like the poster. I thought the poster looked neat. Uh, I saw it around and I thought, man, that's a neat poster. Yeah. Uh, Can you save the world? Looks a lot like the Watchmen poster. Doesn't it, it looks a lot like the Watchmen poster. Uh, although and so actually, did the opening credits of this movie. Yes, uh, with the, of course, vibe. fantastic music that wasn't at all on the nose. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was so so subtle, just the song. And it was like, actually, you know what, Luke? Speaking of music, have you heard? Have you heard the uh, Pitbull song for the Aquaman soundtrack? No. <laughs> it's called Ocean to Ocean. And uh, I'm going to read some of It's called Ocean to Ocean. And it okay. uses a sample of, like, Koto's Africa. What? But it's, like, so... Oh, God, I mean, it's, it's so awful. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually know how bad the lyrics are. Most of the problems are in the production, but... Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> they tried to get rid of me, but from ocean to ocean... No, no, I'm playing it now, my They don't have to deal with me. What the hell? It's so bad. Uh. Alright. That's, that's enough for Luke. My ears are bleeding. All right. uh, also, so to be that... honest, I really don't know what happens with uh, copyright on iTunes. I was actually thinking about that. I was expecting, oh, you know, shit. like our little intro. Um, yeah. With, uh, like, it's, it's. I mean, I think I've mentioned before that like, I basically just stole it from some dude. Yeah. Um, but, like, the thing is, it's like, I don't know. I was actually, because what happened, I don't know if I told you this, but when I submitted our thing to onto iTunes, it said, like, oh, we're going to review it. And I was like, you know, it's so, like, check everything's okay, or I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe they're going to be like, hey, you know, you can't use that um, that music. But they didn't. So that's good. Um so oh, we'll okay. just get sued later by some you know, random guy on SoundCloud. <laughs> you know the uh, the, the uh, music video I just played? Yeah. It has 1.8 million views, 11k likes, 70,000 dislikes. I saw it. There was a really good comment. It was like, uh, the last time Africa was butchered this badly was in the Berlin conference. 
which of course was the, for those who don't know, um, although you could just guess what it was, but it was the, the precursor to the scramble for Africa, which was yeah. uh, a great time when people just decided that they'd split up Africa. Yeah. So the exact comment, Michael, I've got it here. The last time Africa was butchered this bad was the Berlin Conference of 1880. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Anyway. So, Toto, uh, I don't feel so good. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, anyway, what's your... Uh, Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we, we were talking about how awful the music was. Um, and it was, yeah. yeah. It was just bad. Um, well, I don't think there was any other bad music. I think that was just, that was the only bad music. And then we move on to <clears throat> the plot. Mm-hmm. So we do. Here's my thing about the plot, Luke. It, it starts off worse. Like, it starts off real bad. Um, yes. Obviously, you start off, first of all, with Henry Cavill's mustache mm-hmm. um, and uh, a ripoff from Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't remember if you've mentioned that in this version of the recording yet, but it's a rip-off from Spider-Man I don't Homecoming. think I did. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I can't remember the exact order that happens in, but then you get Batman accosts this guy in an alleyway, and it's so confusing because he's like, I'm going to make you scared. So this bug monster appears, and then I can interrogate the bug monster. I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just so confusing. Yeah. So you're like, what is... What bug monster? Um... Yeah, why is this happening? Yeah. And then there's the Wonder Woman scene. Yeah, the Wonder Woman scene with the terrorists, which is, I mean, just so... Uh, who? It's like, because you know how in The Dark Knight, the bank heist at the beginning is orchestrated by the Joker? Yes. It's kind of like if they did that, but it wasn't orchestrated by the Joker. <laughs> and also, the other problem is uh, that these two completely pointless action scenes, or pretty much pointless, near as damn it pointless, are setting up characters... Who we've all, who we already know. Obviously, yes. one of them is Batman. The other ones had their own solo film. If they would have done this for the Flash or Cyborg or Aquaman, um, you know, had someone rob a, an, an underwater bank, an Aquabank, yeah, yeah, uh, a do fish think, bank. Do you think it would yeah. be funny if Aquaman lived in Atlantic City? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd be funny. It'd just be like a huh. <laughs> what if he lived in Atlantic City, but he vacationed in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good place to vacation, Atlanta. I wonder why it's called yeah. the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, okay. You know, no, actually, what I'm really wondering is, did the name Atlantis come first, or did the, or did, is it called Atlantis because it's in the Atlantic Ocean, or is it called the Atlantic Ocean because it is the hypothesized location of Atlantis? These are the questions we need answered. Both. Both at the same time. Yeah. Do you know who came up with Atlantis? Like, who was the person who like invented it? You mean it's not real? Yeah, I'm sorry, Luke. Oh, God. And, and seeing um, as Christmas is coming up, I've got some terrible news about Santa Claus. He's racist? Yeah, he's racist. Have you, do you remember well, that time when Megan Kelly yes. was like talking about how like, and she was like, okay, if there are any kids watching, Santa Claus does exist, and he is white. <laughs> I saw something else that Apparently, like, Tucker Carlson, I guess you know him. Um, yes, I know who Tucker he, Carlson is. He had um, some, a woman on his thing, and they were complaining about the fact that people are using the gender-neutral term gingerbread person. And and the like the the quote from the woman was like, "Gingerbread cookies are men." You know, it was like gingerbread cookies are obviously men. She said yeah. the word obviously. obviously. <laughs> Come on, guys! Like, there's clearly a penis there. Like, yeah. Oh, oh dear, God. goodness me, it's so funny. Um, yeah. It yeah. Is, it, if it wasn't so depressing, and two million people watch that show a night. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so basically, anyway, all the gingerbread people are men, mm-hmm. and uh, Santa Claus is white. And mm-hmm. uh, Atlantis was actually invented by uh, Mr. Plato. Oh, was he? he um, see, the thing is, like, there's this whole thing about how, like, obviously people, like, believe Atlantis is a natural thing. Uh, like, 
in the Plato story, it's very clearly being used as like a hypothetical perfect society. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if somebody thought that Plato's cave actually existed. That's my or Hogwarts. Idea. Yeah, or Hogwarts. Although Hogwarts isn't really supposed to be a hypothetical, like, perfect society. Yeah, yeah. But you, know, you what? know what I mean. I know what you mean, Luke. Uh, yeah, so it would be like if someone said that Hogwarts existed. Um, anyway, yeah, but back to the actual movie. Yeah, so the actual I, movie. I can understand why that Batman thing was in, because it was kind of related to the plot. Like, he was looking for these bugs, because apparently they were scouting the Earth. I don't know why they needed to, needed to do that, but whatever. But yeah, that one of them seems just so bizarre. It has nothing to do with the plot. Um, yeah. I guess maybe the only reason why it was in the movies, so you could get a nice upskirt shot of Wonder Woman. But, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Luke, if he had made that film uh, after recent laws in the UK, then he'd be arrested for, for the crime of upskirting. He would, he would. Mm, yeah. Bloody feminazis, they're real villains. <laughs> Can't even take a picture of a woman without their consent. I know, right? Yeah, so... That's the opening. I think early on, this movie had the same problems as Batman v Superman. There was so much coming back and forth between all the storylines. I think after about half an hour, it kind of goes away. But initially, you had Batman and then Batman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and the Amazonians and Steppenwolf, which just completely comes out of nowhere in, uh, in Themyscira. And then you have Cyborg, him being pissed off that he's a cyborg. Then yeah. you've got the Flash. Oh, I I'm a monster. Yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, like, when, when Cyborg is speaking to his dad, and he's like, his dad says, you're not a monster. And he goes, yeah, it's funny you thought you were talking about me. That's such so a... Because yeah. just fucking talking about you, you That's such idiot. a dumb line. It's like, I mean, I hate to say it, Luke, but it's, he's like a woman, isn't he? You know, always looking for a reason to complain. <laughs> oh, God. So, yes. Uh, then you have The Flash as well. Then you have Lois Lane and Martha talking about her sound care house, which is incredibly interesting. Yeah. But yeah, just like, so much stuff happening in the first 30 minutes. Thankfully, afterwards, it kind of just dies down and you get and it becomes a lot more simpler you know what on the the subject of people talking about selling their house um, I think it would be interesting to have like a superhero film that just starts off especially in this like DC universe where one of the big problems is that none of the characters feel like human beings to have the film literally just start off with like the characters dealing with like boring people problems like not necessarily I mean you know the whole film but just like you know Lois and, and Clark have got a move house and they're like oh you know where are we gonna live and you know maybe that's how the film starts off maybe don't have batman fighting uh giant bug monsters maybe just have it be like a, a little relatable thing and obviously you know i'd be interested like oh neat I'd yeah say. neat but, but the uh they, they did have those problems in batman v superman remember when uh superman couldn't find real legs so he had to put some fake ones what? remember that superman had to get fake legs no eggs oh eggs <laughs> No, why am I so... <laughs> okay, so when, when... There's a scene where Superman is shirtless. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's frying some eggs. Oh, yeah. eggs are very yeah. obviously fake. Yes, 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 I get so, you, yes. That's, yeah, that's cute. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, the I issue. basically, you need that scene where Peter Parker decides to buckle down and start learning at school. And then he, you know, starts answering all the questions and they play that rain yeah. drops keep falling on my head. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, to clarify, I think after... 30 minutes, this movie gets a lot simpler. Yes. Um, it's In many ways, it is quite the complete opposite to Batman v Superman. It's like... You know what, Luke, this is exactly... Sorry, I think, I think the audience needs to know this. This is exactly where I hit tab, the conversation cut off, and then when we started talking again, <laughs> we were like, oh, oh dear, we weren't recording. Um, so, okay. yeah, so, yes, so there we go. We're now, we're now up to speed. And yeah. you know what, Luke? We did that. Uh, 
how, how I think we did that quicker. We did it. Oh, actually, you know what? Actually, we, we almost took the exact same amount of time. I think that was because of all of my very, very useful, relevant asides. Yeah, fucking talking about Atlantis and all that. Yeah. Oh, that's why it took so long. But yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the Justice League. So yeah, um, after after the first half an hour, things get a lot simpler. And like I said, it's in many ways just the complete opposite of Batman v Superman. And obviously, Warner Brothers took the criticism of Batman v Superman and were like, oh, okay, let's just do something completely different. Let's make a movie that's only two, two hours long instead of two and a half hours and three hours for the extended cut. Let's not make it political at all. Uh, let's just have it, you know, a very simple, stereotypical villain uh, in... What's, what's he called? Steppenwolf. Wolf. There you go. So he's so boring, I forgot his name. Um, we'll have a MacGuffin device. That's a n- nice, safe thing, you know, that can't do anything. You know, you, you can't go wrong with a MacGuffin device. Uh, you know, try to, try to make it similar to the first Avengers movie. Um, you know, there's, there's terraforming, so he just wants to destroy the world, just like what Zod wanted to do in The Man of Steel. Let's just play it very safe, basically. And yeah, then all the critics will come and say, oh, look at that, it's completely different to Batman v Superman. Yes. And everyone will love it and I'll make loads of money at the box office. And that's what matters, Luke. And that's what happened, of course, as well. Yeah, exactly. They made millions. Well, they did make millions, so why don't they? They did yeah. make millions. You can't yeah. argue against that. Can't no, argue you with can. results, can you? Mm, no, you can't. Uh, so yeah, basically, I mean, it, the thing is, like, it's different to Batman v Superman, but I think it's still around the same quality. Like, you can have uh, a movie like The Dark Knight, say, which is a superhero movie, obviously, which is one of the best superhero movies ever made, which I think is it's, it's quite complicated. Uh, complicated. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of parts happening, a lot of characters. Um, and maybe complicated is a long word, but it certainly isn't just simple. But that, obviously, is a great movie. And then you have um, like the original Spider-Man movie or Spider-Man 2, even, yeah. and uh, a the simple Wonder Woman movie. He wants yeah. to... I need to movies. get some fusion. But you'll blow up the city, Dr. Octopus. So yeah, it, it really doesn't matter like if you want to make a complicated movie. Yeah, why you gotta or, go and make things so complicated? See the way you're acting actually, like you're somebody else. Gets me frustrated. Sexually frustrated. Okay. You know, that that song was on FIFA 2003. Wow. So, yeah, I, I always loved that song. That's, that's just, beautiful. Just to let you know, just it's sung close to my heart. Um, yeah, well, so, I'm sorry yeah. for making fun of it when I said no, that it was a terrible song. Did you? Did you say it was terrible? Yeah, under my breath. Oh, you didn't okay. hear it, Luke. But I said it. It's, not, it's a great song. I said it. Um, yeah, God. So, back to, back to the Justice League. So yeah, you don't need, it doesn't matter whether the movie is complex or whether the movie is simple. It's just got to be good. Yeah. And you know what it reminds me of, Luke? After Deadpool came out, uh, Mr. Josh Whedon himself, the man who himself, this movie, yeah. yes, said that it's important that the films don't learn, or studio executives don't learn, the wrong lessons. Could you imagine that, Luke? Could you imagine studio executives learning the wrong lessons? Perish the thought. I know, it's crazy to imagine they do that, but he was very concerned that they might just think, hey, if you make a film really violent and throw in a bunch of, you know, ass humour, it will be good. And what we've learned after a long, hard session of, of thinking is that actually it's not the amount of violence or crass humour that makes something good, nor is it the complexity or, or the darkness or the humour or the politics. It's just not being crap. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just things working out, things making sense, characters growing, you know, just like standard stuff. It's 
yeah, there's not not some secret to making a good movie. Uh, yeah. and I'm not sure if Warner Brothers were like, well, we want to make a good movie with this, or they'd be just like, we'll just play it safe. I don't know what their main motivation was. Obviously, you want to make a good movie, but were they just concentrating on like, let's just keep it very, very simple? And that may have been a detriment, because I think the fact is Batman v Superman is a shit movie, and this is also a shit movie. But at least, like, people talked about Batman v Superman. And yeah. this movie came out like nobody cared, because it was a generic plot, a generic villain, and it was just like, eh. Yeah, it's, it's just a superhero movie. And the thing, like, I don't think we talked about this, actually. We talked about this back in our original recording, or not non-recording, I guess, but yeah. this this movie, this Justice League, it was meant to be, like, it's meant to be the equivalent of Avengers, obviously, mm. for, uh, for DC. And this movie only made $658 million. Like, And just five months later, Infinity War, which obviously is in the Marvel Universe, uh, made $2 billion, or over $2 billion. Like, this should have been the the main movie. Just nobody gave a shit about it. And it is a testament to how bad this movie was and how the whole DC EU has has been bad so far. And we'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah. Um, I can we can get into the plot more basically and what actually happens in this movie. Yeah, well once it obviously becomes more streamlined and more yes. simple and good. I mean it's basically there's two well, pretty much the whole thing is just trying to get everyone to come together. Because the thing is, Steppenwolf, he doesn't matter at all. He is just so boring and bland and shit and uninteresting. Uh, and and terribly much, done. Yeah, and you don't... The, the film hardly even focuses on him. It's just like, oh, he's going to appear every... It's kind of like... Um, you know, like, in some video games, you do something, and then at the end of like each level, the, the boss appears, and he's like the main villain. And yeah. he's like, oh you're getting closer, but you'll never catch me. And then he disappears. And then you go through to the next mission. He appears again. He's like, I'll get you this time. And then he disappears. And then, you know, eventually you confront him at the end. That's basically what Steppenwolf is like in this film. He's not really relevant until suddenly he appears. And you're like, oh, I am. So pretty much the actual thrust of the film is them saying, let's put the Justice League together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, that yeah, I mean you know he he definitely does kind of put the Justice League uh, together. <laughs> yeah, he does that. Yeah, I mean again like <laughs> Steppenwolf. Like okay, I've got, I've got some issues with Steppenwolf in general, Michael. I'll just go into them here. But I mean his his dialogue is just it's just so awful. It's just so it's just stereotypical villain talk. Like only I know the truth, or you're too weak for the truth. Like, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, which is basically, yeah. like, I'm the bad guy, and I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to kill you, and I have power. Basically all of that. And it's so uninteresting. Like, that, I, I just, did no one think when they were doing this movie, like, oh, maybe, you know, uh, I, I know that Lex Luthor didn't go down too well after Batman v Superman and Jesse Eisenberg was criticized a lot. But did no one just be like, you know what, let's just give him a bit more character. Let's just give him a bit more depth the Steppenwolf guy, or do we want to make him like as bland and two-dimensional as possible? Or even one-dimensional, rather than maybe two-dimensional as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, it's... Basic, basically, I honestly do think... Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to know if it was a tactical decision. If there was part of them that was like, okay, we, we want to have the character be 
uh, simple so that we can have the story be about like that just sounds way too smart for DC like, like the, the idea there'd be any logic to it um, but yeah I mean it's just it, it's an interesting um, I guess in a way it's kind of good because okay here's the thing about this film and this is like the essential problem with this film uh, this film feels to me a bit like what would happen if you learned how to make a film as you were going along like because here's an example okay and i think it's an example that encapsulates it so man of steel was not a good film batman v superman was not a good film Mm -hmm. wonder woman was a pretty good film i wouldn't say it was the best film ever made but it was a pretty good film especially compared to the other dc films But, but wonder woman was almost kind of like there's a reason we haven't reviewed wonder woman and apart from the fact that it's because it's more entertaining to talk about bad films, but also because, you know, it's not really a massive part of this arc. The real arc is Superman gets introduced, Batman v Superman, Justice League. That is your your main arc. And, you know, Wonder Woman, that's like a Star Wars anthology series. Yeah, kind of yeah. like Suicide Squad as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. See, we're not mentioning Suicide Squad either. It's because mm-hmm. they're both kind of almost side, side pieces. So if you look at those films, the first two films were not good, you know, and they were not good in terms of characters. And this, so, so this is, and, and that leads to the problem of, you know, you've got all of these characters and you're kind of having to learn about them as you're going along. And the example of that, which I think kind of encapsulates is Batman has a scene where he talks to Wonder Woman and he says, when are you going to start leading? When are you going to start taking control? When are you going to start fighting for something and stuff like that? And like, first of all, that's, that's not like a thing. Like I don't associate that with Wonder Woman at all, like her not wanting to lead. Um, and then at the end, there's a bit where she says like, on my lead and it's like the camera kind of zooms in as she says it and it's like obviously you know it's a payoff to that line earlier where batman's saying you know when are you going to start taking taking the lead you know when are you going to start leading people uh, and she's saying on my lead and it's like doing that but the problem is like that's not an established thing with her character in the other films so basically you know they decided i don't know who decided this uh, but they were like okay we've got to make this film like kind of good so we'll give the characters like personality and conflict and things like that but they've decided to give all of these characters personality and conflict and all of that stuff in the middle of a film that is all about them coming together. So it's like you're getting, okay, so, you know, you're learning everything about Cyborg, all of his, like, all of the technical stuff, and you're learning about his personality. Meanwhile, he's being taken to the Justice League. You're learning about Aquaman and his character and what he does and how what his powers are, and he's being recruited into Justice League. Basically, you're doing everything at once. So... In that sense, having the villain be completely, you know, boring and, and uninteresting and not impacting the plot very much was almost a necessity. You know, they literally made a film that didn't even have room for, like, basically, this film almost didn't really have room for a plot. That's how, you know, they were so focused yeah. on, you know, well, well, we'll introduce this character and then he'll get recruited into the Justice League and then we'll have a fight. And it's like, hey, you didn't leave any room for, like, a, an antagonist who is creating conflict and something for them to stop. It's like, okay, well, he's just trying to get these magical cubes, and then at the end, I'll stop them. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, Go that's the end. problem. When you got to rush it. It's mm. like, well, when, you, when I say rush it, I mean rush this universe. Like, you're so keen to catch up to Marvel, you just skip a load of steps. Exactly, yeah. It, it's. I mean, that's the thing. Like, And it's so strange. I've said this before, but it's so strange because they could make more money by having more films. Yeah. And the only thing that they'd have to do is except being behind Marvel. Uh, and that's it. But instead, they were like, no, we're going to make a whole lot of bad films. Um, we're going to rush things. We're not going to think things through. Yeah. And, and then it's like, we splurge everything out, then we'll do like the Flash and Cyborg. Yeah, because we're not Marvel fanboys, really. And uh, Really? 
And that's the thing. Like, there's I could easily imagine a superhero series that I would have much more interest in than Marvel. And if you know DC was good, if they made good films, uh, obviously, like maybe saying like Christopher Nolan Batman level films or Dark Knight trilogy level films is a bit unrealistic. But even uh, I was going to say Batman eighty nine, Batman eighty nine, I, I quite I like quite I quite like it. I think basically they could have done something that would have made me more interested to see DC films than Marvel, and they didn't. They made it terrible, and that's mm. the problem. So. Bam, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I've got some. Uh, I've got some problems with the actual plot here. Yeah, okay. I want to hear. Yes, because I was struggling to to discern the plot, so it was hard for me to have problems with it. <laughs> yeah. So Steppenwolf. Okay. Like, I think I've talked about him so much considering how bland he is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, we, we, okay. we, we've, he's got more uh, exposure in this review than he did in the actual film. Basically. It's true. Um, okay, so he tries to. Okay, so he's attacking Earth in the year of our Lord 2017. Yes, of course. Okay. So the idea is that Superman is gone, and so the now, so now the Earth is defenseless, as Steppenwolf alludes to. And I think even the uh, the, the villain says, uh, "Oh, not the villain, the, the the criminal who gets caught by uh, Batman is like, oh, is they gonna attack us now because uh, the Superman's gone?" Yeah, and Cyborg also says, "Oh, the the mother box, well." Uh, started to make what did it start to do it started to um it started to hyperdrive activate if i yeah as soon as superman died which is weird and this is why it's weird it's because like it, it's undercut this thing about oh superman's gone now Steppenwolf can come and attack the earth it's undercut by the fact that superman's only been around for five years exactly like, yeah Steppenwolf was defeated like five thousand years ago unless it took him like five thousand years just not to get like mad because it I think one of them says like, "Oh, the defeat drove him mad." Yeah. So like, yeah, so oh, now he's he's okay. You know, he's been in counselling. He's ready to go again. Like, mm. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like that doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It just if he came in like say the year twenty ten, oh, he would have been fine. But no, he had to wait until Superman came to work, and then Superman was defeated, and then yeah. he could come. Um, it is strange. I mean, that's the thing. Like Superman just is not that important in this universe, really. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Also, it seems remarkably easy as well for him to take these boxes, like these all-powerful boxes that could destroy the world. Like, especially in Atlantis, he literally just shows up, just like punches a couple of like Aqua people. Don't know what they're called. Like he punches an Aquaman, punches a, a a girl Aqua, an uh, Aqua woman. Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, punches Ariel. Um, and you, then, uh, yeah. He punches the lobster. It's like under the sea. <laughs> Just smacks him. Yeah, sure. uh, I like if he, he throws him into a boiling pot of water. <laughs> he does that, and he just takes the cube, and then he's off. It's like that wasn't hard at all. Um, and that's one third of all the issues. Sorry, that's one third of the uh, the, the device that will destroy the whole of the earth. And yeah, yeah, just it's quite simple. And yeah, also he tells his minions to collect the last box instead of just getting it himself. I don't know why. But yeah, so that's uh. Yeah. That's good old Steppenwolf. Yeah, I mean, he's just... I want to see... Wait, I'll tell you what, while we're talking about Steppenwolf, I want to see if I had it. No, okay, yeah. I just wrote... All I wrote under Steppenwolf is uh, he's just so pointless. And that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I say, it does come down to the fact that fundamentally this is... This film is basically trying to do everything that Marvel Phase 1 did, and they're trying to do it all in one film. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, okay, you can't really have... um, And that's the thing, like... I guess here's the problem, okay, Luke. You almost, apart from the fact that Batman died in Batman v Superman, which was a really tacked on thing in the first Superman. place. 
Sorry, yeah, Superman. I'm so I don't know why I'm so bad with the Batman and Superman and getting their names. One's black, one's blue. I know exactly. Yeah, but um, so yeah, apart from the fact that Superman died in Batman v Superman, the the last two films or any of the other films didn't need to happen. This could almost have been your first film because almost all the characters are just being introduced, you know, from the bottom. So basically, and that's the thing. Like you'd say, like, oh yeah, but Superman he was really important, but he wasn't important. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just it's just silly. Um, Mm. And well, actually, I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the revival of Superman. Yes. Of course, in this movie, Superman is brought back to life because he died at the end of that movie, Superman. Um, I don't know why. Maybe this is a comic book thing, but I don't know why Superman doesn't remember who he is. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen the um, Christopher Reeve Superman film where he gets reincarnated? Uh, I think it's something to do with like a. Uh, what's what's the thing that he hates called kryptonite? kryptonite. Yeah, and basically oh, shit, yeah. it causes him like an evil version of himself to spawn, and he gets beaten in a like junkyard thing like junkyard, that. Junkyard, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Uh, yeah. It's a classic. Um, so shit. So basically, um, that is that's what happened. That's what yeah. they were inspired by. I assume. The thing is, he remembers Batman saying to him, "Do you, do you bleed?" Yes. So he remembers that, but he doesn't remember anything else about Martha or whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, also, like, uh, you remember the Flash scene? To be honest, Luke, I think we all tried to forget Martha. <laughs> yeah, he did it as well. He was like, oh, you know what? If I was Batman, I'd be quite embarrassed at that. Yeah, he so like, just, yeah. You should have really just he killed me. Like, so, so why did you not kill me? If I, um, because of uh, some kind of moral conviction. <laughs> Nothing to do with you just saying the name of some random woman, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. Also, the Flash scene for Batman v Superman, Michael. Do you remember that? Uh, flash scene from Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, he, when he, he, says, says, he says, Lois Lane is the key to this. Is that, is that what he says? Yeah, Lois is the key. We need to get her working. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just, was that it? Like, that was why, that was why Lois is the key, because she's the one that can bring Superman back. It's beautiful. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. It's not that an amazing idea. It's like, oh, Superman is bad now. How do we get him back to normal? Love. I don't know, let's go and find Lois Lane, the person who he loved when he was alive. It's like, so do you really need the Flash going back in time and telling Batman that? Isn't that just, like, logical thinking? Yeah, um, it's... The thing is, it was, it was going to be... A, yeah. It was played as a big thing. Like, if you're having that just into your movie, like, in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like, whoa, what's this? This has got to be important. And then that's it. It's just, oh, we just need Lois to, like, meet Superman. That's it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, no, oh, oh, and then at the end of the Superman revival scene, okay, this I got really pissed at this. Like the third mother box, the third mother box, it lands on a car windshield, and none of them pay attention to it. Yeah. And also the movie doesn't pay attention to it because literally Steppenwolf comes in and just like gets it, yes. just like yoink, like it's the, and takes it. It's, it's literally the biggest. Yeah, it's the biggest development in the plot so far. And like five seconds of attention is paid to it, all because not none of the Justice League think to like retrieve it and they're following with Superman. But think about it, like that is the third mother box that will complete the Trinity or whatever. That will allow him to terraform the Earth and destroy the world. And it's like one of them's like, oh, he's got the third one now. It's like, what? what? Like, is that it? He's just got the third one. There you go. You think about how much time is given to the two other mother boxes, and for the final and most important one, Steppenwolf is just like, oh, I'll take this. No, don't mind if I do. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's it. That's I it. guess the Just message is hu- human beings are idiots and they can't be trusted to guard their, their mother boxes. 
like, I couldn't believe it when it happened. I was literally like, I saw the Motherbox land of the car windshield. I was like, okay, they'll get that later. It's yeah. Because, you know, it'll be a big thing once Steppenwolf comes in and takes it. Well, no, it's just like, he just gets it and then just goes. And, oh, now he's got the Trinity. Oh, well. So the, the thing is, like, they didn't even have to revive Superman because yeah. they, they had that box. So, again, it was a massive technical error on, the, on their part as well. Uh, yeah, it's really really not the best team. It's just a yes, team. It's, it's lacking in, um, in, in intelligence. Of, yes, basically they're morons, um, which they is a shame. Uh, they could probably do well if they weren't morons, I think. Yeah, uh, they'd be better. Um, so the final battle, Michael. Yeah, well, actually, I wanted to talk about, just before the final battle, I wanted to talk about the midway battle. Um, between... So between, so it was when, uh, well, basically, it was the scene where the Justice League without Superman were trying to go it alone, and it was the scene before Aquaman shows up in the sewer or something. Oh yeah, in um, Gotham Harbor. Yeah. And all I really wanted to say uh, is that it was reasonably entertaining. Yeah, it was decent. I like the just line that Batman said to the Flash. He said, "Save someone." Yeah, just save one person. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, we're gonna have to talk about the Flash later, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed like the way it works, and also I enjoyed the fact that it was kind of like showing them fighting without Superman before they make the decision to obviously resurrect Superman. So it's kind of like showing this is, you know, one of the options and, or this is one of the ways it could be, but now they're going to actually resurrect Superman. It's going to be slightly better for them. Uh, <laughs> so, and then of course that leads to the final action scene where they're doing it. I guess the one thing actually is that it's kind of redundant, the middle one, because they spend so long fighting without Superman anyway in the final action scene, but whatever. So final action scene. Yeah. And think about it, like they're fighting to stop Steppenwolf from getting the mother box. Or he's, yes. he's taking some hostages, yeah. and then they just get it for him himself. You know, and just it's leave it's it very similar to uh, the classic um, in Batman v Superman, where Batman has a massive action scene to steal the uh, oh, yeah. crypt, kryptonite, and then he succeeds, and oh, sorry, he fails, and then he later on deals the kryptonite off camera. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's like, wait, we paid all this attention to this character. And he failed. Oh, and he's just taking it. Oh, um, we didn't get to see that. That's yep. great. It's wonderful. It's so yeah, um, the final battle, Michael. There is so much CGI. Like, you think about it, in recent years, there's been a lot of criticism aimed at movies for using too much CGI, particularly um, in relation films. to Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Star Wars too. Yeah, and you think about how in The Force Awakens and indeed probably The Last Jedi as well, too much CGI in that. There was a, there's a move to for it to be like, hey, guess what? We are not going to, um, we're not going to make these into like CGI best, like the original. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to, you know, go back to basics and it's going to look nice, it's going to look realistic, actual sets. But in this movie, and especially in the final battle team, like, Jesus Christ, like just the amount of CGI, it was just ridiculous. Like, and, and then the whole, the earth was orange or whatever. Yeah. Like, what the, what the fuck am I watching here, man? It was, um, it was a weird decision because it's kind of like, I mean, maybe they couldn't film it in a real location because then Superman would have to murder them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's a, it's a typical, apart from just the CGI, just the action, like, it's a typical finale. You know, oh, the bad guy loses when the good guys team up and defeat him. I yeah. do like it when Superman comes in and just, like, dominates. Like, yeah, I enjoyed that too. I thought it was like kind of. I mean, that's sort of why I was saying that the middle scene was clever because it establishes yeah. the need for Superman. Exactly, because like Superman sometimes seems off. kind of pointless. Yeah, he seems to. He seems overpowered, but it's yeah. nice to it's nice to see him be overpowered. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, because then it's like, I guess, not realistic, because obviously he doesn't exist, but it's like, if Superman did exist, this is probably how he'd deal with Steppenwolf, because he's just so incredibly powerful in every single way. He's got fucking laser beams shooting out of his eyes, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, there's not anything too much special about the final battle. I wanted to say, actually, so this might be due to bad memory, but I want to say that based on the action alone, this is going to be the biggest compliment I I pay this film. Uh, Based on the action alone, I think that that action scene possibly rivaled Avengers action scenes on one basis, which is it had the characters. And this is because here's the thing. Okay. I was talking, I'm, I think, I can't remember what it was. I think when, when we were doing um, Batman v Superman, I was saying how one of the things that makes a film interesting is if you have the different characters with their different abilities, you know, using them in dynamic and interesting ways. And mm-hmm. I thought there was quite a lot of that in the final action scene with uh, Batman obviously using his, his gadgets, uh, the Flash using his ability to run really fast, Wonder Woman using her sword and uh, Cyborg using his electronic. And like mm-hmm. I was kind of I was fond of um, that. And I felt like based on those action scenes and the way that they did show the characters kind of you know working together, uh, I was quite fond of that. And I thought, yeah, this isn't isn't bad at all. Um, apart from the thing is like it wasn't bad at all apart from the fact that number one I wasn't that invested on a story level number two it all looked really fake and number three you know what actually maybe there isn't a number three so there we go (laughs) only only two things wrong with it so yeah yeah. but yeah it's just like I don't know why they decided to use so much CGI just 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 baffling my I I don't know the amount of criticism CGI has got and then she's just just go and do that just like wow yes wow uh, anyway, let's talk about tone. Yes, I'm uh, excited for this, Luke. So, the film's tone, and uh, this is off Wikipedia, was met with a polarised reception, with some appreciating the lighter tone compared to the previous DCEU films, and others finding it inconsistent. Hmm. It's not dour and dark, like Batman v Superman, obviously, and that's probably because of the Joss Whedon influence. It's not political either, it's just a standard superhero movie, you know, it doesn't try to get into philosophical conversations about good and evil, with Jesse Eisenberg talking to um, fucking Holly Hunter you know there's there's not yeah. that kind of thing in this movie it's like it's, it's so different to Batman v Superman yeah. but it's like eh, I mean I, I guess it was it was a good tone like I didn't find any I didn't have any issues with it I was like when I was watching this I was like you know this is kind of the right balance I think this is what superhero films should be like yeah I, I pretty much agree I mean I'm trying to think if there was anything uh, that made me not like it uh, let me let me scan my no I mean I think yeah, the tone was pretty much good. Yeah, I mean, obviously the thing is, like, there's, there's generally speaking, never such a thing as a bad tone. I think any tone, pretty much any tone can work if the story kind of, like, works with that tone. Uh, yeah. So, but in, and in this case, I actually think, yeah, the tone was pretty good. I think the tone worked with the story. Um, and I guess... Because you have actually, a dark romantic comedy, though. The... Well, I mean, I guess that's uh, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I don't know. No, really yeah, it is. It is when you've got your brain turned on. Um, oh, God. I think there's one thing I did want to say, and it comes down to something else, which we'll probably talk about relatively soon, uh, which is the uh, fact that a lot of the stuff that made the film appear more light lighthearted felt somewhat out of place. Like um, there's well, you know sometimes some lines where people look very serious, and then suddenly. You know, it's just a random, you know, insert scene of somebody going, well, I guess this is going to be a problem. 
no one to be honest but uh, okay so like there's a bit where batman was like um oh, definitely something bleeding and then it cuts to everyone else's face and it just looks so like distressed yeah and it's like hmm this isn't the time batman and it's like uh <laughs> i mean like some of the the flashes scenes felt organic but some of the other scenes it was like everyone again looked really serious and the flashes had a little line like Oh, I guess I've got some low blood sugar. Need to go have a pizza or something. And uh, everyone's like, Steppenwolf will kill us all. Uh, so, like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, some of the scenes felt like as if they'd just been spliced in there, as if there was some kind of reshoots going on. Okay, Michael, well, you know what? Let's just talk about that then. So, so are you saying that they should release the Snyder Cut? Yeah, okay, so the Snyder Cut thing, like, it's just the most hilarious thing ever. Like, it's... it's it sums up DC fans in a nutshell. Like they're trying to convince themselves so much that these DC movies are good movies because of like they're obviously the DC fans and they see the success that Marvel's had. And they're like, no, no, these are good as well. These are good guys. Like, oh, Batman and Superman is bad. Oh, just wait until the Snyder Cut comes out. Oh, see, now that fixes all the issues that Batman and Superman has, and it's a great movie, ten out of ten. And yeah, like, and it probably, was, it was a very great movie. Wasn't it, it? it was. It was like they they saw this movie come out. They saw the negative reaction, and they were like, "Oh, this is this isn't that good, actually." Um, release the Snyder cut. Let's let's do it again. And then there's not actually a Snyder cut. It's just, yes, it's just hilarious. It's, it's, they're trying to get a, they're trying to they're trying to get a uh, or they're trying to get a movie released that doesn't actually exist because the movie that. You know it reminds me of It reminds me of Brexit because there's all these people saying like. Um, the only reason Brexit is failing is because of the Ramonas. Uh, and yeah. it's kind of like, it's basically, that's what DC fans like about Zack Snyder. Because basically you have Zack Snyder makes a series of terrible decisions, which DC fans inexplicably like. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, um, he, you know, because of that, his, his powers get reined in a bit. And then the DC fans turn around and complain that the reason why that film wasn't very good is because his powers were uh, reined in. So basically, Brexiters are like, oh yeah, we want to make this terrible decision. And then everything's going wrong. The pound drops. Companies are saying, like, we're going to move away. All of this stuff. None of the, the parliament will pass it. And they're like, it's bloody Ramonas. They ruined everything. Yeah, it's like, they, they're they just so committed to their idea. They're like attached to it, like in an, in an unhealthy way. It is literally like a cult. Yes. Like, and the funny yeah. thing is, I'm not sure which group you're talking about right now, but yeah, either way, I agree. I'm talking about both. Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm about both. Like, that's the thing. When when somebody, like, that's the thing. What what, are, what do we say these DC fans are? They're fans. They're fanatical. They're, and that is exactly what Brexit voters are like about Brexit. Like, they're just fanatical about yeah. it. They're fans. Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, exactly. I want, just... see a, I want to see a red, white, and blue Justice League. Oh my god, when she said that to Reedy Make Christ. Apparently she this may may not have been true, but apparently she said to her one of the EU leaders when she went to visit Brussels like a week ago that she said to them Brexit means Brexit. She actually said that to them. Yeah, like, I know I think she thinks it's like this really cool thing. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh so that, that explains all of that. Yeah, basically DC fans are awful and yeah, it, yeah awful they're, they're human really, beings. They are awful human beings. They've really embarrassed themselves really over the last few years. Like, everyone kept saying... It's the same, same with Brexit. Again, that's what I thought of immediately. The same with Brexit. Like, everyone kept saying, no, these movies are bad, these movies are bad. And they they were... I kept going like, no, they're not bad, they're really good. And yet, Superman... Uh, because of Batman v Superman and also the Justice League, um, <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers have decided to reset their superhero division. 
uh, because the movies are so bad. It's just the same as Brexit. Like, yeah, it's Amber, like, Amber Rudd came out and uh, back to people vote. Yeah, which I'm not, I'm not surprised that. Did you like... see the the really funny hot take where somebody said like um, people are like threatening to riot over if there's like a people's vote on Brexit and um, it's like this is like we're the only country that would threaten to riot because we're given being given too much democracy. I know. It's like the thing is like okay, we know now know what Brexit may look like. Yeah, yeah it's Brexit looks Google. like Brexit, Luke. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. I'll, I'll never forget Michael. I mean, we've gone off topic here, but I'll never forget. Like there was just just great comment on the Guardian, which I uh, I saw a. a oh, really, do you read the Guardian? Shut, stop the presses. I got a, a comment on the Guardian website, Michael. Yes. I don't buy the actual paper. Come on. Michael. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. So it was like. Yeah, you you've got Radio Four for that. Oh yeah, definitely. So we there was this comment. that was like, what what, were, what did people actually vote for with Brexit? And it was like a, just a list of like 20 things which could happen differently. It went from like the Norway option, hard Brexit, soft Brexit, or do we want to stay in the customs union? Leave the customs union. Do we want to stay in the single market? Leave the single market. Blah, blah, blah. Do we want a hard border with Ireland or do we want no hard border with Northern Ireland? Yeah. And it was all of this stuff which hadn't like needed to be considered. Like, And his point was, what did people actually vote for? Like, people didn't know what they were voting for. And the comment underneath it was just... just like, oh, God, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was like, it's simple, mate. We voted to leave the EU. It's it's so like I tell you what annoys me the people who say that there should be a people's vote but Remain shouldn't be on there because they're saying well we already voted to leave but the thing is like people voted to leave based on their specific idea of what leave is and if it yeah turns out anyway okay yeah so Batman DC fans basically yeah DC fans well the point I'm just going to make is like obviously DC fans have now been exposed by I guess reality like they can't. They can't any, it's exactly the same thing with like Trump and Trump supporters like saying, oh, what Michael Flynn did and what Michael Cohen did. And it's not a crime. It's not a crime. And they've been sentenced to jail. Like they're going to jail for something that apparently is a crime. It's like they're trying to battle against reality. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. And it's the same with these DC fans. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's over for them now because I mean, I guess it's a good jumping, well, time to jump onto the DC EU and talk about that in general. What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's talk about the DCEU. I'm gonna look through, just make sure, okay, yeah, the DCEU. Um, yeah, so the thing is, I'll just start if you think Yes, that's mind. good, because yeah. I actually don't have anything written for it. Right. <laughs> Even I said I'd go check, I was actually just looking to see if I had anything else written for anything else, but yeah, All right. good. The thing is, I think I alluded to this before, but Batman DC, there's a lot of discussion around it, and although it's probably the same standard of movie, so it's like, oh, it's this, like, this got 40% of Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Justice League and Batman Superman 27%. So Batman v Superman rated slightly less. But there was so much talk about it because it was such an interesting movie and this wasn't. It was just, it was just boring. It was, it was just nothing, nothing there. And basically, with the loss and only 600 million in the box office and the overall loss it made, like it just means that now the DCEU is just irrelevant. Like just nobody cared about this movie when it came out. It came out in November 2017. Just nobody yeah. gave a shit. Like, I didn't remember any talk about it at all. Like, it was just over a year ago. And I think, basically, there's, there's been five movies made in the DCEU. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, those first three, bad. Yes. Wonder Woman, oh, it's good. Or maybe there's some hope. Justice League, bad. So four out of the five movies are yeah. bad. And I think, and obviously the superhero division went into reset with Wonder Brothers, like I said. And so this would be my idea, because it's just been a complete disaster, this whole DCE. Like, what I would have done when I saw how what a failure Justice League was, I would have released Aquaman as soon as possible, just get it out, 
then I would have just cancelled the DCE, the DCEU. I just said, that's it. That's, that's it. This, it's over. None of these characters, well, characters were returning, but none of the actors are returning. I think Ben Affleck said he didn't want to do it anymore. Henry Cavill doesn't want to do it anymore. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, that's it. We're done. We're resetting it. We'll start again. This is my idea. Start again with a solo Batman movie, because mm-hmm. there wasn't actually a solo Batman movie in this DCEU. Started, started there in 2020. Like, maybe release it at Christmas time. I think that would be a good idea. Um, yeah, because it's just been a failure and we'll just go at it, at it again. Because what's, what's to stop them from just resetting and going again? There's nothing stopping them. They can just, like, have, have another go. I think, and I think it's pride. I think that's kind of the problem. I think yeah, it's they reset it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah now they've defeat. reset it. Yeah. 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 Like, no more, not another Suicide Squad movie. There's another, obviously, a Shazam movie coming out in March, which is in this universe. Like, there's not another Joker movie starring Jared Leto. Just like, no, end it. Let's just move on. Yeah. Let's just cut our losses and just start again because this has been a colossal failure. And the thing is, there's no, apart from your pride, there's no real, you know, issue with just starting again and starting afresh. So what do you yeah. think about that? Uh, well, yeah, basically. I mean, here's the thing, Luke. So as you know, I'm a massive fan of thinking tire- tirelessly about how I change certain uh, films. And I could I could talk for hours about the hypothetical DC film that I will, or DC film series that I will one day make when I become a studio executive at Warner Brothers. However, I think to put things really simply, number one, yes, they should restart. Um, I have a, a few things, just very small things, which I think should have been obvious. I mean, number one is have more introductions. Now, the second thing I think they should have done oh, is use Superman's death. Because here's the big problem I, I find with these these expanded superhero universes. You immediately have the question of why would these superheroes not be intervening with each other's affairs? You know, why why would uh, Aquaman be doing his thing and Superman wouldn't get involved? Or why would Batman be doing it? For example, um, the Dark Knight trilogy could not happen in a DC expanded universe because yeah. Superman would just show up and be like, all right, Bane, uh, I don't want to crush you. So how about you just uh, stand down? And Bane would be like, mate, I got super hearing and I can't tell what you're saying. And uh, people like Superman, right? <laughs> oh, Superman like just burned him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that about me. Um, very harsh. Um, I have feelings too. He, he flies over, like, hey, it's the jokester. <laughs> what the fuck? And I would be like, why are you called the jokester? Anyway, so that's what I should have done. But here's the thing, okay? They should have had Superman dies, okay? And, well, first of all, they should have had, a, I'd say, possibly even... I, I spoke a bit about Superman, how they should have had two Superman films when we're talking about Man of Steel. They should have had mm-hmm. one setting him up and then another one with Zod, where he decides that he wants to be like a hero. Then after that, as far as I'm concerned, he could die. And with Superman dead, you now have an opportunity to have Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all that stuff come into their own over several successive stories because, you know, Superman's not here. You know, so actually it, it kind of makes sense because like, you know, you could have a Batman solo film and not have to be asking yourself, hey, why isn't Superman just showing up? Because Superman's dead. And also that would mean that you're actually missing Superman. So when Superman does show up, it's like after several films about him. So I think they should have used Superman's death a bit more. Um, and then obviously I think the other thing would be uh, basically, I think I don't think they should have started the Justice League about Superman. I think what should have happened is that Superman should have come back at some point and there should have been a, a villain who was too hard for Superman to take out alone. And that's why they had to form the Justice League. Because the problem with this film is that the Justice League, which is a really important thing in the DC universe, obviously, 
is basically just an attempt to accommodate for the fact that Superman isn't there. Yes. And once Superman is there, it's a bit like, oh, okay. So it's 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, so so like they should have made it so and here's the thing, so one of the characters who's mentioned just gives I don't know, they mention him, is Darkseid. Uh Steppenwolf said, Oh, if I get the hypercube together, if I get the Tesseract together, it will I'll be able to unleash Darkseid. And I heard my ears pricked up when I heard that, because Darkseid is the most powerful villain in the uh in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. He's like the Thanos of the DC universe. Yes. Um and like, way, just to just let you know, that's so insulting to DC to compare uh, compare him to Thanos. Just I shows how, how much more popular. I know, yeah. It's like he's uh, the Thanos. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's poor, poor DC. But anyway, yeah. So basically, it would you, you could have you know Dark Side shows up. He's too powerful. Superman can't fight him. And then Batman's like, I've got a plan. Let's assemble the Justice League. And then that's your fight. And it's like, okay, this is good. Um, but yeah, obviously. So so to, in, in summary, I think they should restart this. I want to say one other thing. This isn't about. DC, but this is actually something I, I was thinking about as you were talking. Um, the fact that the DC cinematic universe has failed so unequivocally at this point is, I think, a very important moment in cinema history. Because ever since these big franchises popped up, there's been this idea that they're kind of like invincible, especially with major franchises. And the thing is, you have to look at the fact that Star Wars, by some people's accounts, including mine, have released four eh, films. I mean, so I'd say, for example, that... Uh, well, some are worse than... So, yeah, yeah, so, so Solo and The Lost Jedi are bad. Rogue One is pretty bad. The Force Awakens is probably the best, and that's literally just because it takes the fewest risks. You know, it yeah. basically just tries... So The Force Awakens is literally just competent. So, and I think like there's this idea you hear people saying of like, um, oh, Star Wars is invincible. No matter what, they're going to keep making these films. So if you look at the fact that DC... Has, and again, obviously, the Star Wars films are not as bad as the DC films, but I don't even think the worst Star Wars film is as bad as the you know average DC film. I think probably the worst Star Wars film is worse than Wonder Woman, but you know. Anyway, uh, so but the thing is, like, I think it's kind of interesting because you know maybe these franchises aren't so invincible, and maybe that's a, a good thing. I hope maybe somewhere out there there's somebody who's planning on making a crappy film based on a franchise, and they thought to themselves, "Hey, maybe we should make this good." Because we don't want to have another DC on our hands. Or another Dark Universe on our hands. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, the Dark Universe obviously failed, but that was... I think, like, a lot of these ones have been dead Wait, on arrival. Wait, who was behind the Dark Universe game? Which company? So, uh, Universal. Uh, it wasn't Warner Brothers. Yeah, so, uh, well, actually, you know what? I don't I don't think so, so you know what? It, it, it would be hilarious if it was. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know if... It, I'm going to look... Okay, so Warner Brothers, they have done the... Uh, actually, you know what the Warner Brothers have done, though? Can you name the other uh, seemingly, like, expanded universe that might flop for Warner Brothers? You know what oh. it is? Um, I, know, I know what it. I'll give you a clue. We've. I mean, you'll probably get it off this, maybe, but we reviewed it a, few, a film for it quite recently. We reviewed a film for it quite recently. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I. I'm gonna go. Okay. So do 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 do. Yeah. Basically, they're 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 doing the Fantastic Beasts thing, and obviously, yeah. the Crimes of Grindelwald was not very well received, and there's been speculation. Admittedly, I think literally just speculation from you know, film reviewers, but people have thrown around the idea of, hey, maybe the Warner Brothers will literally just, you know, drop the uh, Fantastic Beast film. Maybe Warner Brothers will just dissolve. Yeah. Just, just give it up. Maybe Warner Brothers will get bought by Disney. <laughs> oh, great. It's, it's, it's so, only going to get worse. If that actually happened, like, those movies, Super, Superman, Batman... Fucking Iron Man, Spider-Man, all on the same movie, Michael. Think of the box office. Oh, God. I mean, it's just... and 
Like that's the thing. I, I think I, I'm, I'm happier knowing that Warner Brothers are going to go back to the drawing board than the prospect of Disney just coming in there and making like, because at least, I mean, like the good thing is that you can ignore these terrible, terrible DC films and just hope that one day they'll make a good one. Uh, yeah. If Disney got them, they turn them into uh, very commercially successful, but kind of not that groundbreaking films. Mm. I mean, maybe they do a good job. But anyway. Yeah, maybe. But basically, the point you're trying to make, Michael, I think is a very good one. That it's good that these things just aren't automatically a success and you actually have to work for it and deliver good movies. Because obviously the fear is people can just, like DC, they can just keep pumping out crap like Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, and people will just keep going. But thank God Justice League failed, really, because it was like, oh no, you actually have to make them good. And it just really goes to show how good Marvel were. Like, it just gives another appreciation for how well the Marvel Cinematic Universe was doing, because obviously many people thought it was a bad idea to do yeah. it at the time, it was too ambitious, but they delivered a lot of good movies then, and obviously the success they've had off that is tremendous. And so DC probably thought, well, you know what, can't be too hard, we'll yeah. do it. But it's proven, their failure has proven that, yeah, it is hard. DC so is it's like, good. there's a really famous gif of this guy, uh, a street performer, is like doing a little street performer dance, and mm-hmm. then just, <laughs> there's this guy who's standing on the sidelines, and he decides to do a backflip, kind of upstage the street performer. Yeah. And he might be dead. Basically, he does the backflip, and he just lands right on his head. And it's just, it's the funniest thing, Luke. I mean, you know what? I'm probably going to get up and send it to you. Yeah, basically, DC is like, so Marvel is the street performer. Marvel's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and the DC is this, you know, random guy standing on the sidelines. Oh, that looks fucking easy. He goes in and lands straight on his head. Um... Oh, God. Yeah, uh, do you, you want to say anything else? Because I think I've probably spoken about that for a bit. But... Yeah, well, no, I just I just want to say, actually, James Berardinelli, uh, I think sums it up quite well. And I'm just going to read that out to you right now. Yes, I'm ready for if this. that's okay. Um, when Marvel mapped out the trajectory for their cinematic universe, they were sometimes criticized for overthinking and overplanning. Nearly every major hero, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, had his own movie. Many of the secondary characters, including the villain, boasted significant screen time in one or more of the first five films. Only once all these things had been accomplished were the characters brought together for the Avengers. The formula worked. The Avengers was pot complex, a superhero nirvana. DC came late to the party, riding the critical and popular success of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy and smarting from the disappointing performance of Brian Sigmund's Superman Returns. They did it and dallied and didn't just begin planning out post-dark night campaign until MCU movie count was past half a, half a dozen and rising. The late start resulted in a rushed and ununified approach. Justice League arrives with three major characters who haven't previously been introduced. As a result, this film has a lot of heavy background lifting to do. Too much, in fact, for it to be able to tell a worthwhile story. 70% of the movie is set up for future tales. The rest is an overlong smackdown between our heroes and possibly the worst villain ever to appear in a comic book picture. So there you go. Yeah, wow. I mean, sums it up. I actually didn't want to talk about the characters a bit. Oh, yes. We've kind of done it in a weird order, but yeah. Uh, and I think that's all we have to talk about after that, so great. Yeah, great. Um, so. Batman. I was going to start with Superman, but fine. Batman. Let's do Batman. I didn't really have anything. Oh, well, actually, I wanted to say one thing about Batman. What? He doesn't murder anyone in this film. But having oh, said that, he doesn't, really have, he doesn't really have anyone to murder. So No, he has that guy murder at the start, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. But he wasn't. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think. Like, what would have been funny is if he literally... Because he didn't have any reason to murder that guy, so it would have been funny if he did just... 
you know, the guy was like, uh, they're afraid, you know, they're coming now because Superman's not here, blah, blah, blah. And Batman just turns around and shoots him. <laughs> just oh, ex- yeah. executes him thank for you no for, reason. Thank you for reminding me that you're still alive. Shoots him. Yeah. But my... Uh, he, just, he just says, I believe you. <laughs> so, uh, Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne looks really old. Or, or should I say Ben Affleck looks really yeah, old. Yeah, I, think that's I mean, accurate. it's quite, kind of a good... He, He's, he's passed it. I, I like the whole, you know, he's getting too old for this shit thing because it's like... Yeah, but he know. actually does. That's the thing. Like, he actually... Ben Affleck is actually too old. Like, he's almost 50. Yeah. The guy, he can't play Batman anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think they need, like, 40-year-old Batman. I mean, the thing is, Batman's kind of old anyway. He's a bit of a daddy, isn't no, he? No, make him, like, 32. He should be called Daddy. Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't know. I, I guess it depends because I'm kind of... I kind of am into the whole idea of Batman being a bit older in the Justice League. I don't know why. I think here's the reason why, okay. I actually do have a reason for it, Luke. Because I think, basically, uh, you need to have an implied Batman to have an implied history of crime fighting. And if Batman's like 32, the problem is that means taking into account the fact that he's been doing all of this ninja training, all of this stuff, he probably only really started fighting in his early 20s at the earliest. So... Basically, like you've got to have this like dark history of him fighting, and if, if he was fighting when Superman was around, then I think that's a bit of a problem. So I think basically he needs to be, I'd say late thirties. Um, but I, I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is basically, I think he should look like one of those really old wrestlers. He should be like Hulk Hogan. Okay, want to have old Hulk Hogan? Is. But uh, yeah, I just think because then it's like he's got an implied history of fighting. Uh, the thing I wanted to say about Batman is a lot of people were annoyed at the fact that Batman said that his power was being rich. To be honest, I think that's like, I mean, it's a bit of a... Hulk Hogan is 65. There we go. That's how Batman should be. And racist. Um, well. but yeah, um, yeah. Also, didn't he, like, have some weird thing going on with his daughter? <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't know. Like, so I, like, I don't think like in, I don't think it was, like, literal incest, but I felt like there's a whole thing where it was, like, a bit creepy around his daughter. Like, a real Donald Trump. A real Trump, eh? Yeah. yeah if, if she wasn't his daughter, he'd date her. So, um, basically... Uh, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, they're, they're saying Batman's only power is rich, but really Batman's so much more than that. In this film, Batman's really not that much more than that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't do that much. Um, I kind of it's I true, like. Though. I think yeah, the idea of Batman is kind of good because it's like you've got all of these superhuman people, and it's kind of like a bit of a an ego project for humanity. The idea that a human being could compete. So it's like oh you know, there's a human being who can compete, and he can compete because human beings they work hard, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. or whatever else. And that's kind of like a nice idea, and I kind of like that idea. So I think, basically, if you're making a, a Justice League film, your number one priority... Did you watch the video I sent you? No, I didn't. Way? Okay, well, the, your number one priority needs to be making sure Batman doesn't feel pointless. Because that's probably the easiest thing yeah, to happen. Yeah, it happened at the film. end of Batman v Superman. And that's the number one thing yeah. that... yeah. It's the number one thing that doesn't need, that needs to not happen. Because the whole thing is Batman, it needs to show like, hey, these guys are all superhumans. But Batman, he's a hard worker. You know, he's somebody who's got the the spirit of humanity in him. He's gonna do it. So basically, I think Batman, all things told, he was pretty good in his film, and that he did do like some stuff, and he was a bit of a man for plan, which does work. But you said you have nothing to talk about with Batman, and you're just gonna launch the love of Batman. Yeah, I think you know. To be honest, like I actually write a surprisingly small amount during these things, and uh, it just come up a bit right off the top of my head. That's why it's also worthless. Okay, Superman. You want to talk about him? Oh uh, yeah, okay. So I basically have um, two things to say about Superman. Number one, it's both to do with the way they try and humanize him. So the whole scene at the beginning where they were t- trying to humanize him, it just felt like, like basically for Batman v Superman and Justice League, they now established this precedent 
of having the opening scene be a direct response to criticisms of previous films. <laughs> so obviously, Batman v Superman has Clark Kent, you know, finds out the whole thing's been destroyed, and that's a response to obviously the destruction of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in this film, it's like everyone was complaining that, that Superman was, you know, a, a dark, gritty weirdo who was kind of hard to relate to as a human being. Yeah. So they're like, hey, let's have him, you know, interact with some kids, fun, fun conversation with some kids. Um, and then the other one, and this is the only moment during the film where I burst out laughing. <laughs> Uh, Superman hears some civilians screaming. <laughs> he, you know the, the random Russian family? Oh, yeah. Literally, we should talk about them and just say they didn't need to be in it at all. No, really. they did not. Random Russian family. He's super hearing. He hears this Russian family. He says, civilians. And he flies off. And I was just thinking, it's so funny, the idea that Superman cares about civilians. And I, like in my head, I was <laughs> I was imagining he goes, civilians. And then it cuts to him <laughs> flying through the house. <laughs> <laughs> civilians. I can use that as a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> picks one of them up. <laughs> Smash. It's a classic Rich Evans joke. Oh, great. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I just, I was just laughing, that, just imagining that's good. that idea. That's good. Anyway, anything you wanted to say about Superman? Nope. So, oh yeah, when, next, when he says, uh, oh. when he says yes, ma'am, to Lois, that is so creepy. Remember that? Yeah. Remember, remember when she says yes, daddy, to him? I, I don't. Me, me neither. Okay. Wonder Woman. Uh, well, okay. I mean, she's fine. Uh, I guess, I think she's kind of, like, weirdly pointless in this film. Or, like, she doesn't, I guess, okay, so here's the two things I'm thinking of. Number one, there was a whole thing I was talking about of, like, uh, oh, you need to be a leader, Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, I don't she's the one that gives that Batman, doesn't she? Yeah, that, that's the weird thing. They kind of have, like, a weird, like, cute moment. I don't want to. She one tries of the things to recruit I want Cyborg to. as well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, she has like a moment with Batman where she's kind of being cute with him. Like, he's, I don't know, she's just saying like, oh, you know, it's sad, something sad, you're, you're, you're stressed or something. I can't remember the scene yeah. at all, but basically she's kind of confiding in that, or Batman's confiding in her. And I thought that was kind of neat. Like, I like the idea of, uh, having said that, obviously it's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit gendery, isn't it? For the only woman to be the character who's like the emotional support. Well, speaking about gendery. Um, how about that short revealing costume that she was wearing, which was uh, a bit a bit different to her the one she wore in her own standalone movie? And obviously, wow. like wow. I mentioned, the the angles which she was shot from. There was this obviously we talked about the upskirt shot before. There was this one shot where it literally like it was just like her butt had just literally covered half the screen, like it was a close up. It was like Jesus, like no, you're not really uh you know yeah. I, I can tell what you're going for here, Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Going you, for that, that pussy. Do you remember the the shot? Yeah, it was when they were yeah. yeah on the getting out of an airplane or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just kind of mental because, like, I guess it's it's so that the fanboys can go. Well, actually, that's the sacred armor of uh, the Amazonians that was made up by some man. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, like basically, it's like. It's like they don't really understand that uh, that these characters aren't human beings because whenever they have a conversation about like the idea that somebody's a woman's dress and these things might be kind of hypersexualized, they'll be like, "Well, that's what she's choosing to wear." But that's not. She's not choosing to wear anything. She's a fictional character, so I don't know. It's just weird. Um, yeah, basically, she didn't need to be so so oversexualized. Although she is pretty pretty, so pretty attractive so maybe she was asking for it yeah but she does want uh palestine to be eradicated there so you've yeah, got to take that into true. consideration that just does remove her um yeah. hotness 
it was it's kind of like a peak peak uh, what's the term peak uh like liberal liberal equality liberal conception of equality where uh, people were saying you know like that half those people should be women yeah peak that when somebody everyone was saying like how empowering it was because gal gadot is um is a f- former member of the idf uh now saying like yeah she was actually fighting it's like yeah but, i mean fighting who like yeah <laughs> shooting innocent palestinians yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> how brave Maybe it should have been a like um like uh superman goes off like civilians flies through the uh the russian thing and then wonder woman's like i hear them too goes and blows up a palestinian kid i think that would have been he was asking for it huh? yeah exactly um just self-defense people all, all told um cyborg now michael yes uh so cyborg is kind of cyborg more than anyone i think should have had his own standalone film yes Cyborg story it's, to me. Sorry, just to cut in my. Oh, no, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting. Like the guy was a star football player, and I think that's a really interesting like thing. If you're yeah, like, because most most comic book fans are nerds. So that's probably so. To be honest, when you break it down, most comic book fans are number one nerds, and number two are slightly racist. So oh, yeah. probably why they didn't have it. They were like, Ugh, what's this? What's this thug doing in here? I bet he steals all of the all of the nice girls. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, he's a quarterback for Gotham city or whatever so that would be really interesting to see some like football plays and like the story of him and then all of a sudden his hopes and dreams are dashed in an accident yeah and then he'd like exactly yeah it would have been oh it would have been really interesting and i, I like the actor as well i think he gave a good performance like i like the actor too yeah, yeah. He, he it was like a, i'll get his name up so i won't be disrespectful to him yeah because you know, i was yeah i couldn't really remember his name to be I'll, honest I'll get up here i believe it is ray fisher yes it is it's ray fisher so yeah, the thing is about him, like he's a very he's a very quarterback esque. Like he's pretty calm, he's pretty cool, he's pretty nonchalant, and that is what yeah. most quarterbacks are like, as in terms of personality wise, because uh, that's kind of just how you have to be to play at that position in football. So yeah, I, I thought you know what well, this is a very realistic character um, in terms of his personality, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to see a, a standalone movie with him. I think it'd be really interesting. Like a superhero origin story based on like some guy who's a star athlete, be be great. So yeah, and the other thing is like obviously you've touched on like his backstory. I think the other thing is like his his the mechanics of exactly who he is and why he is who he is uh, is a bit confusing. Like in terms of like so obviously he seems to have been like made out of the the cube or like there's some complicated thing going on with like so I think I pretty much understood it. I was just like okay, this is a bit you know confusing because he's got like all of these weird connections going on mm-hmm. i'm not really about that so um yeah yeah uh, so basically yeah they could have they could have explained like the science behind him and also his personality and also his backstory and that would have been good mm, yes so got anything to say on the flash and then i think we're done. i actually do no i do i do have a yeah i think well, actually i think the flash is kind of important okay because the flash represents a very important thing for this film which is the the jokes mm-hmm. a lot of well some people do not like the flash in this film, I know that some people think he is a bit annoying. Uh, is it I DC he... fans who are like, "Oh, we had we pretended to like the serious movies and Batman v Superman and Man of Steel." So the fact that Flash is in here making funny jokes, and we have to dislike him because we have to be consistent. Uh, I think it's probably. I think some people probably do genuinely find him annoying, right. and I, I think so. I think it's about, about six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my part, I would say I found him about ten percent annoying, ninety percent pretty entertaining yeah I uh, agree. there were a few moments so yeah so I, I think there are other people who find him like 90% annoying 10% entertaining so 
uh, yeah, I, I think it was pretty cool. Um, although, yeah, there were a few moments where I felt out of place because uh, no one else was being fun. So it's a bit like almost awkward. Like you can just imagine the dead air in the room where he like makes a joke and everyone else is just like, it's not a camera here, man. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. I feel like it was kind of inspired by Quicksilver, but yeah, whatever. Oh, you mean in his abilities? Well, also, I mean, have you seen the the X Men yes, yes, yes. version of Quicksilver? So he's obviously quite fun. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's his power. He's really quick, but I don't know how well she can quick like, quick witted. Yeah. There you go. That's it. So he's, he's quick. He's also quick witted. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing you can do with him though like showing him go really fast oh yeah actually yeah, I did have one complaint about him oh, right. well it's kind of not really a complaint about him it's a complaint about Superman see there's a scene where the Flash is running well okay two scenes number one the scene where the Flash fights Superman and in it you can see the Flash moving faster than Superman mm-hmm. Superman is going to punch the Flash the Flash moves out of the way and I was thinking okay this is good because one of the things about the Flash is you think to yourself hold on a minute the Flash is really fast Superman is really fast so the Flash has basically just got one of the powers Superman has, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, but then, of course, the Flash was outmaneuvering Superman. I was thinking, okay, this is interesting because you know Superman, he is fast and he's very strong, but the Flash is faster. That's a you know interesting dynamic. However, they they ruin it, Luke, because uh, at the end scene, there's a bit where Superman overtakes oh, sorry, Flash, the Flash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Flash is running along and Superman overtakes. I think no, because that doesn't work because you know it's the one thing that the Flash is good at. He's fast, so you have you know Superman. He's, you know, very fast, and he's got all these superpowers. The Flash is very, very, very fast, and then that way it kind of evens out. But basically now, not only has the Flash got, you know, one of Superman's powers, but he's actually slightly slower than Superman. So, yeah. Uh, decision. Uh, potentially. Potentially it could be the Flash wasn't as going as fast as he could. I and mean, he was just, yeah, you know... Yeah, saying, this isn't even my final form. Yeah, he was just trying to make sure he found the civilians so Superman could yeah. get to them. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. So Superman can, can kill them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think we're done. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. good. And also, it's pretty late. <laughs> it is pretty late. We would have finished half an hour. <clears throat> Tell you what, I just, just forgot to breathe, so it's a good time to stop. Uh, we would have finished half an hour earlier, but... No, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Thank God we didn't get to the stage and realise we hadn't it's so, Yeah, I know. It's, it's actually like kind of insane that it's quite lucky that, that the conversation ended. Anyway. What are your final thoughts on Superman? So, yeah, I'll, I'll just conclude here, Michael. So, yes. oh, it's Justice League, Michael, not Superman. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. What are your final thoughts on the individual Superman? Yeah. So, um, the Justice League, a incredibly generic superhero movie, which I think isn't as interesting as Batman v Superman. And here's the question for me. Like, obviously, they're two completely different movies, two completely different styles. But I do ask myself, like, which one would I rather watch? And obviously, the funny answer is neither, lol. But <laughs> like you're funny. <laughs> but it's like I, I I think I might want to watch Batman v Superman, but I don't know because it was just like this movie was just so by the numbers, so dull, and it was I I just didn't care. And at least Batman v Superman, it, it was like okay, I can. Then I'm, actually now I'm thinking about it, I'm just thinking about Jesse Eisenberg. Right, Jesse, oh, wait, did you did you actually bother to stick around for the after credit scene? No. Okay. See, basically, I thought to, I wasn't going going to, and I thought to myself, I wonder if they do after credit scenes. I couldn't think whether or not they do. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I wonder if they do. Um, checked out, they do, and basically, it was literally Jesse Eisenberg meets. Uh, mm-hmm. I think his name's Deathstroke. Uh, he's just a generic mm-hmm. villain, but he's called Deathstroke, and. Um, Jesse Eisenberg was saying, so I hear that you know Superman and his group have put together a league 
I think we should put together a league of our own. That was literally his his line, um, which sounds great, I know. But uh, <laughs> and so yeah, basically, Jesse Eisenberg is in this film. That's the important takeaway. Yeah. Um, mm, mm, mm. So I just want to get this line from the Wikipedia page, which I thought was funny. Uh, the film received mixed reviews from critics, although the action sequences and performances were praised. Uh, the plot, rising, pacing, villain, and overuse of CGI were criticised. So, basically, everything. Um, yeah, this this was a bad movie, and, and now now I'm thinking about it. I don't know which I'd rather watch between Batman v Superman and and Justice League. Probably may, maybe Justice League because it's shorter. Like if time has to come into it, I'd go with Justice League. But like it just it just goes to show. Warner Brothers, Zack Snyder, whatever. They just didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing. Just two completely different movies and just two awful movies. It's it's unbelievable. Like, you think one would be maybe slightly better than the other, but no, it's just it, literally... I, I gave Batman v Superman like a 4.5 out of 10, and I think I may have to also give this one. No, no, I'm going even lower. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I'm going to put Batman v Superman slightly above it, because I think at least it raised some questions which I find mildly interesting. And even though there's a lot of shit like Jesse Eisenberg and the whole Martha thing and the fight scene at the end, like uh, at least I, it's like, okay, it's, there's something there. It's just, there's a li- it's just a little bit there uh, more than this movie. So yeah, I'm going to give Justice League a 4 out of 10. Uh, okay, well... I don't know. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, I actually think that uh, I was... Like, the problem is, like, I, I would say I was more pleasantly surprised by this film, but only in the way that it was very uh, by the numbers. Um, ha- you know, I think this film made a lot of kind of better choices than the previous films did, especially in terms of making the characters slightly funner, slightly more relatable. Um and in some ways, I think most of the problems with this film can be placed back to, I mean, not most of them maybe, but a significant proportion of the problems of this film can be placed back to the fact that it is building on a series of really bad films already. Uh, you know, there's yeah, I guess of, so, but that doesn't really excuse it though. So I think like basically the reason why Steppenwolf had to be terrible is because, oh, they had to fit in all of this uh, you know, plot about other stuff. Um, yeah. you know, they had to literally rebuild the whole thing from the ground up. What they should have done, of course, is just restart everything hopefully they will do that in the future having said that i am going to give this film credit for uh i think being slightly better in its own right and mostly just let down by the previous or maybe not again maybe i say not mostly but considerably let down by the previous films i think they could have made this film probably i'm going to kind of rate this film almost not quite what i would rate it if it was building off of better films but i don't don't think you can do that though well, you know what, okay, I'm not going to rate it as high as I rated the first, but I'm going to kind of take into account the the quality of, of the filmmaking on display, but bearing in mind that this film is part of a series and therefore it will be let down a lot. I'm going to, I mean, I'm not going to give it a massively high rating. I'm going to rate it, though, I'm going to rate it actually two places ahead of Man of Steel. Uh, the thing is, Michael, and you... Maybe that's, maybe that's weird, but... You didn't. They weren't forced to add like Cyborg or a Flash in this movie. They weren't forced to do that. Well, I mean, okay, they weren't so, forced to make a Justice League movie, but they did. Like they didn't have you know, to. It wasn't like, oh, now we've made the Batman v Superman movie, we have to make the Justice League movie. They didn't have to go like that. 
So I'm like, no, I, I don't really you, care. You've, you've, you've actually, you've changed my opinion because I've been thinking about it a lot. So here are the two films I had it above, okay. apart from Man of Steel. I had it above Goal and The Grinch. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I think The Grinch, which was the lower of the two films, was probably better. <laughs> um, but I still think, I still actually think Man of Steel was worse. Uh, I think Man of Steel, uh, just because Man of Steel to me had a lot of the same problems with just like the the stupidity and nothing making sense and it feeling a bit overstuffed and it was longer. So I'm still going to rate it just above Man of Steel, but just one above. Hey. It's, it's not a, no, that's fair. You, you, that's have, fair. you have convinced me that, that The Grinch was <laughs> just slightly better because Jim Carrey, he was a, let's be honest, The Grinch was a better villain than Steppenwolf. So yeah, throughout, throughout the kind of course of this discussion, uh, upon really reflecting, I think that, because obviously I, I did that and meet those were my immediate thoughts after watching it, but these things change as we evaluate yeah, them. So no, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, but you, you got to change your mind, Michael. You've got to change your mind. Yeah. It's Although Dawn of Justice is actually considerably lower, so I still disagree with you on that. Uh, Dawn of Justice is that. Here's the thing: Dawn of Justice is actually six points below. Oh wow! Uh, because so it's it's below Jurassic World, Tomb Raider, Reese, The Last Jedi, Mamma Mia, and of course Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, I, and those are all the films separating it from Justice League. I've got a load of movies around that four point five four range. Yeah. Uh, yes. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, anyway. yeah, very, very steep. Just Compost 11, so let's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I'll wrap up then, Michael. This, is, yes. this has been it. This has been the end of our DC Ember. Maybe we'll do this again. Probably not, though. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for watching, and if you're listening on iTunes, thank you for listening on iTunes. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's wild to say. We've been selecting and reflecting on Justice League because of DC Ember and the release of Aquaman, which I believe is released tomorrow. Uh, yeah, which... I'm guessing that actually. What, let me just see the reviews for Aquaman. It's actually not too bad. How is it not? Oh, just by that pickle well, song and everything. Yeah, I know you'd think so, but mm. I mean, sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Okay, it was seventy percent when I last checked, so it's gone down. Uh, well, that's still good for DC. Yeah, it's good. It's kind of like um, that's like boring bad film score. Yeah, exactly. It's like hey, it's, it's not the worst thing ever. So yeah, uh, we've been selecting and reflecting on Justice League because of that, and also. Yeah, just DC Ember in general. It's been a, it's been a fun ride, Michael. It's been a fun topsy turvy ride through Man of Steel, Batman, the Superman, and Justice League, just proving that yeah, you can fuck up something like a superhero movie with two of the most popular superheroes in Batman and Superman in those movies. Incredible! Somehow, one brothers managed to do it. Uh, well done. Yeah, well done to them. Next week we shall be. What are we actually doing next week, Michael? Uh, we're doing a Christmas film, but let me let me tell you right now. I can do it. Nightmare right before we Christmas. I don't think it is, but maybe I'm lying. Okay, you ready for this? Oh, yeah, we are doing We're doing A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, because it's the 25th anniversary which of it. fantastically yeah. starts out with the Christmassy tune. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Ah, Great. Anyway, yes, so uh, we'll see you for that next week. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. You know who yes, we didn't so... talk about this in this movie at all, Michael? Amy Adams is Lois Lane. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs>